0: Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Even if I have to call you out on something, I'll do it nicely. This is Colleen Kelly-Mast, your hostess each week here on Mast Appeal. I've been married for 40 years. I've got a lot of experience at problem solving in that area. I have five adult children, and none of them were perfect, unfortunately. A couple were close, though. I have seven grandchildren. I grew up in a family of... Nine kids, so we've probably had some of those problems that you're facing today. So feel free to call me with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith. The number to get on today's mass appeal is eight seven seven five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk. I'm a certified life coach. I have clients of all ages, from teenagers to. The oldest I think I had was 90 years old. No, 92. Um, anyway, I'm also an author of Love and Life, a Christian Sexual Morality Guide for Teens, Sex Respect, the Option of True Sexual Freedom, which is a public health course in abstinence, and Love Ed, the new video discussion series for parents with their teens, preteens, and even little kids is ages 3 to 11. You can learn more about my work at my website at respect the number 4 the letter U, dot com. Respectforyou.com. Let's begin today, since we're approaching Thanksgiving, with a Catholic prayer for gratitude expression that I found. I think it'll touch us all and make a good start to the show when we think about what our problems might be and what we can be grateful for. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. God, in the midst of my hectic day, I sometimes forget to stop and thank you for all that is good in my life. My gifts are numerous, and my heart is overflowing with gratitude for the gift of life, for the ability to love and be loved, the chance to witness the everyday miracles of creation, sleep, fresh water, a mind that thinks, and a body that feels. I also appreciate you for the things in my life that aren't as good as I would like them to be, things that appear to be difficult, things that appear to be unfair or challenging. And even when my heart feels strained and empty, the pools of tears form in my tired eyes, I delight that you are as close to me as my next breath, and I'm growing and learning even in the middle of turbulence. In my soul's stillness, I thank you most of all for your unconditional and eternal love. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, give us a call today with your question or personal problem. If things are not as good as you'd like them to be, or if things appear to be difficult, or maybe unfair, or challenging... What do we do when we're angry about an injustice going on? Do we take action? Do we bear wrongs patiently? Do we speak up? Do we accept it as God's will? What do we do? Do we offer this suffering up? Well, every situation is going to be a little bit different, but if your heart feels strained and empty remember that Jesus is as close to us as our next breath. The Holy Spirit is with us. Breathe in me, O Holy Spirit. And that we will grow and learn through those trials of life. So give me a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877- 573- 7825. 877-5 Pep Talk, but the K falls off. And for those of you that are new, after you dial that number, you will speak to our call screener and engineer melissa and just tell her your first name where you are calling from like the radio station or the city and then the topic of your question and we will take you then in the order that you call Again, the number is 877 573 7825 pep talk The psalm today is Psalm 105. I love reading the psalms. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. Sing to him, sing his praise, proclaim all his wondrous deeds. Glory in his holy name. Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord. And if we're getting ready for tomorrow's readings or tonight's, if you're going, cause actually tonight I've I get to read at Mass. And um, it's a, a message for wives. So all of you out there who are wives, and all of you out there actually who are husbands, thinking about your wife. Wives, does your husband think you're a saint? Okay, step up, wives. Tomorrow's first reading is going to challenge us and we can even add more things in this modern day than what was there already. It's from Proverbs 31 and you know that there are many women's ministries rooted in Proverbs 31. When one finds a worthy wife her value is far beyond pearls. Okay, are you a worthy wife ladies? Is your value far beyond pearls? Her husband entrusting his heart to her has an unfailing prize. He does. She brings him good. Okay, ladies, a little checklist for us. Are you always bringing your husband good and not evil all the days of her life? Not just at the beginning of the marriage. She obtains wool and flax and works with loving hands. She puts her hands to the distaff and her fingers ply the spindle. Well, you know what that means in today's Yes, we don't have to make our own fabric. Some of you do, though. Some of you knit and crochet and and, uh, and quilt with fabric that's already made. Um, but some people do, and I know I love to sew when I have the time. just don't have a lot of time. Or maybe in today's day and age, she can repair the tear in his pants or the, the rip in his shirt. She reaches out her hands to the poor. And I know many of you do that and extends her arms to the needy. Charm is deceptive and beauty fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a reward for her labors. So husbands, if you have a wonderful wife like that, you should be rewarding her every day with flowers and help around the house and things that make her happy. Give her a reward for her labors and let her works praise her at the city gates. So be ready for that, husbands and wives, tonight or tomorrow when you go to Mass. And then our gospel is that man who was going on a journey, Jesus told this parable, called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, a third one, and each according to his ability. Then he went away. Now my mother harped on us over and over and over about using our talents and she would require that we develop all these talents as we were growing up we had to you know take speech classes and typing classes and drama classes and music classes and piano classes and cooking classes and some of and she would teach us so much herself obviously we learned I learned how to cook very well from her and so into she would harp on that gospel so much that that when I was out speaking I was singing chastity songs and making Making up songs with uh, youth groups and posters, and using every talent we could to teach the message of Christ about love, and about chastity and purity, and about marriage. So anyway, the gospel continues. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. And the one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. Okay, have you done that with your talents yet? What talents has God given you? Well, can you speak? Can you think? Can you praise? Can you love? Can you help around the house? Can you care for others? Do you grow a beautiful garden? Are you brilliant with numbers? Are you applying all your talents to the career that you've chosen, the vocation that you have? Have you returned at least five more talents for the talents God has given you? Because here's what he's going to say. This is what we look forward to. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. How many of you have utilized one set of talents and you thought that was what you were supposed to do with your life, maybe when you finished with college, and God says you were good with that, and now I'm going to give you a bigger job. And now... A bigger job, and now maybe uh, a challenge in your marriage or a challenge with an adult child. And he's going to keep give you challenges because you did well in those smaller things, and you grew to love him more. You grew closer to him. He give you he gives you more challenges and great responsibility. So, come share your master's joy. So be ready for this weekend's gospel and be ready to recognize that goodness of God as we celebrate Thanksgiving. A little tickle in my nose. And uh, give us a call with your question or personal problem, the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Last week we spoke about some of the research that was done on gratitude and how gratitude can change our brain. Um, And it's related to uh, less stress. It's associated with a host of medical benefits. And so I've found another study similar to that that will help us appreciate and understand gratitude. As we approach Thanksgiving and realize when George Washington requested Congress in 1789 to with the Thanksgiving proclamation to, to set aside that Thursday, the 26th of November that year, 1789, for Thanksgiving, we realize that it, it is good for us and not just good for God. It is good for our grateful hearts. But for now, give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825 877-5-PEP-TALK This is Colleen Kelly Mast. The show is called Mast Appeal. You're listening to Catholic Radio with a call-in show for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. We'll be back with your calls in just a moment.
1: The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. St. John the Apostle records the John chapter 6 Bread of Life Discourse, in which Jesus states that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink. Who better to understand John's writings and subsequent teachings than a disciple and student of John, St. Ignatius of Antioch. In his letter to the Smyrnians in 110 A.D., Ignatius writes, I have no taste for corruptible food, nor for the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ. And for drink, I desire his blood, which is love incorruptible. The Catholic Church absolutely follows St. John and St. Ignatius in taking Jesus at his word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org.
2: The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jingle.
3: What is spiritual consolation? In St. Ignatius of Loyola's 14 Rules for the Discernment of spirits, St. Ignatius describes spiritual consolation. He offers five different descriptions of how God's love is made manifest in the human heart through spiritual consolation. Father Timothy Gallagher defines spiritual consolation as happy, uplifting movements of the heart directly impacting our life of faith and our following of God's will. There are many non-spiritual consolations found within the human experience, such as a beautiful sunset or a conversation with a good friend that brings an uplift of heart. St. Ignatius is directing us to notice our experiences of specifically spiritual consolation, those happy uplifts of heart that have to do with our life of faith and the pursuit of God's will in our lives. Have you experienced a gift of spiritual consolation today?
2: For more information, visit avimariaradio.net.
0: To Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877 573 seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk and we 're thinking about being grateful this week, um, and we have some, a caller here on the line, Claire, who she 's called before, and she 's got another new struggle so Claire from Washington state, welcome to the show, Claire. You are on the air now well, thank you. Happy thanksgiving same to you, Claire. God bless you. Okay, go ahead with
4: your question. Oh, here's my basic question. I am a practicing Catholic, well-educated, 17 years of nuns and priests. I believe the Bible. I listen to uh, your program as well as many others, and I go to daily mass. Thank God for a However, I would like to receive communion on uh, Thanksgiving. I have not received it for a year and a half because oh my. of my rage. Well, just a moment. I believe what the our father says, and you can't, unless you forgive, you will not be forgiven. Uh, my husband just died 13 days ago. My son died three years ago. I'm fully aware that death comes. He was over 100, so I think he was very happy. He had dementia, though his family kept him from uh, me to not suffer the consequences of his uh, lack of decision-making this is not just in my opinion there's a lot of documentation but the bottom line is they're still impacting my life uh, after his death i forgave him a long time ago i stayed faithful in my vows and now he's gone i'm taking my maiden name back but i still can't get any information of how he died where this service will be uh they Prevented me from, uh, because they had money and loyal lawyers from no restraining orders, just from knowing where he was the last year and a half. I last saw him on April 30th, 2022, and he kept calling me when he was still able to. Why aren't you coming? Why aren't you talking? Ask your children. And then there was nothing. So now I know nothing. There was, his son did call me for a 30 second message. Dad is dead. Okay, goodbye. That's all I know. Wow. I can't forgive very easily, ma'am. I would like to. I don't want to be scrupulous, but i got to tell you, I forgave my husband because we had a life together. It would be 25 years in January, Mm. but but they still are able. They never lost the fact that they felt the one and only wife was the first wife. She died Mm -hmm. 40 years ago. Mm. And they never accepted the the fact that... They accepted it when they, for years, they let me be the grandmother. They took them away when they cut off all connections. And uh, when I, I hosted the parties, the Christmases, the everything, as long as I was useful, in our cathedral, the Archdiocese of Seattle, St. James, there is a cupola, and the words are written, in your midst I am one who serves. As long as I could be of service. But now as he approach death, the will, whatever the will is, um goes into play and so I was uh, systematically erased from my husband's life and he has dementia though they claim he does not at 100 though his sisters had it and died from it his mother and dad had it on his late wife's side dementia but only he at
0: 100 does not have it
4: I beg to differ
0: oh my goodness where I'm at okay that's where you're at and not receiving communion because of your anger and unforgiveness Um, I think that can be corrected by the grace of God Claire first of all the reason that that you're angry is good there is a definite injustice being committed and and when something is very unjust we have what you know, Jesus displayed to us somewhat a righteous anger that we should be mad at that and we should do everything we can to try to correct that injustice. And you've already done that and it doesn't seem to be able to be corrected. If they've erased you from his life, gave you just a short uh, announcement that he's dead, they've excluded you from everything. And I remember when you called before and, you know, you said it wasn't about, about the money, it's about... the you know how unfair this is and how wrong this is cuz you loved your husband you know married 25 years and uh you cared for him in the the best way that you could and was a good grandma to them when they allowed you in and we have to understand sometimes that people are making decisions out of their sin their sinfulness their original sin whatever caught them and this could be one of the seven capital sins it could be greed or envy you know it's possible that 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 is what they're making decisions on and you're the victim of their decisions based on their sins so it's it's right to be angry but you're not going to heal from that until you do forgive but i believe that that you can at least try to give them the mercy that Jesus gave to the uh, the people who crucified him. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. You know, that was an old saying, you know, forgive and forget. It doesn't mean that you forgot it. Um, but, it but forgiveness doesn't mix well when you are angry. So what you want to do is feel your anger. You are mad. You have been angry. But then offer that to God. When you go to Mass, you offer that up on the altar with our Lord who died for everything. He died to redeem everything. He died to heal us all, and he wants you to be healed of that anger. So, as you forgive this family, and you said you've already forgiven your husband, your late husband, um, forgiveness doesn't mean that you endorse what they're doing. You know, what they're doing is still wrong, but for your own sake, and for God's sake, you're going to offer them the same forgiveness that God offers us. So it's His forgiveness, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, that is going to be flowing through you. It might not be feel good humanly because there's, there's an injustice that was never corrected, but you can accept that they did it, except that it happened without excusing it or saying it was okay or you endorsing it. Um, Also, forgiveness doesn't mean reconciling. You can forgive them in your heart by telling our Lord that that you have forgiven them and you don't wish to hold a grudge against them. Because I remember you saying it wasn't about the money, it's just about the injustice. And forgive them knowing that whatever sins they're committing, that's that's god's responsibility to see that justice is done it's not yours and so you don't have to reconcile with them necessarily in order to forgive i mean you can reconcile but you don't have to expect it or even seek it for you to forgive and then another thing to remember is forgiveness is not a feeling and it's not a one-time decision. You might forgive in pieces. But I'd suggest you start to forgive because it's important for you to receive the Holy Eucharist and receive Jesus and He will help you heal. And so if, if in all sincerity you can say to our Lord this morning I forgive them. Father forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Even though I might not feel the forgiveness I want the peace of mind. I want less anger. I want less hate. I want the calm that goes with acceptance accepting this reality that they aren't gonna change or maybe even some compassion or love um for the people that were that are that have wronged you, if you can offer them that compassion of our Lord, you know, the feelings might not follow but it still is forgiving it be it's a beginning of it. So you might not feel right about it in the beginning. You might not feel forgiving, but you got, Jesus will calm your anger. He will give you the peace when you say those words to them. I forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And release that to him. Give that up to him and so that you can go to confession and go to communion again. Because it's, it's not helpful to the healing of this, Claire, for you not to receive communion for a year because of this so let that go it's only the, the anger toward them is only hurting you and the habits of your mind to set yourself free from that offense and that wrongdoing and what you do to move forward is to throw yourself in the arms of the lord we talked about being a good wife that's going to be in tomorrow's scriptures you were the best wife that you could be until the children cut you off and that was not your fault it's not something that you did and so you can free yourself of those thoughts of evil or anger or desire to take revenge against them truly forgive them with the forgiveness that our lord forgives us and move on with your life accepting that it happened but still throwing your arms throwing yourself in the arms of our lord who loves you and wants to heal you okay claire the
4: trouble is they're still continually impacting my life. My husband is dead, Christ died. They're mm-hmm. still doing it. They can still continue for another six months. And can That's you the problem.
0: and if you're distanced from them, can you do you have to do you have to interact with them or can you ignore them? No, I don't, but I will have to I have limited
4: income, which is why I'm going back to work, but I have to pay for attorneys to allow me to have access to a death certificate because I do not qualify as his legal ex-wife. And I have to go to an attorney. I have to, if they challenge it, they can't because of Social Security. And my husband did have a very small legal, uh, insurance policy that he said, no matter what, if my health ever gets so bad that we use up all our money, I will never let the uh, $5,000 life policy lapse. So I don't know if they've convinced him to change it, but if they have. That's, mm. They're right, I guess. They but but it. the, it's the Social Security that I desperately need. But mm. I have to have the documentation. So I will have to go to pay an attorney to defend myself to prove that I... And the late, or, you know, I can provide the divorce records and the birth certificate and the marriage certificate, but I have to go one more step, and I still don't know when his service is or where. They've completely blocked. Mm. I've checked with the public health listing, so I know he's dead now. No, Mm. as I'm saying, it's ongoing. My husband Mm -hmm. died. I forgave him before he died.
0: Mm. Christ forgave those on the cross. I'm not Christ, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) We know, but our challenge is to be more like Christ each day, but continue to seek in, with, with whatever means you have consider seeking justice in any way that you can, so go ahead with the lawyer and what is fair, but you, in the process of that, you can still forgive them ahead of time, so Father, forgive them, they know not what they're doing Light of the East weekend on Ave Maria Radio
5: I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, this week you will listen to a milestone moment here on Light of the East with gratitude to Almighty God and to all of you, we will broadcast program number 1000.
2: Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9
6: FM in Ann Arbor. surprised to find out on the feast day of St. Francis de Sales one year that he had a temper. Francis de Sales took seriously the words of Christ. Learn of me, for I am meek and humble of heart. As he said himself, it took him 20 years to conquer his quick temper, but no one ever suspected he had such a problem. So overflowing with good nature and kindness was his usual manner of acting. His meekness and sunny disposition won for him the title of Gentleman Saint. I had a temper growing up, and it took prayer and calling on the Holy Spirit for me to learn how to control my emotions. My dad often told me that even though I was making a good point, my delivery caused people to tune me out. We can ask the saints like Francis de Sales for intercessory prayer to help us overcome our vices. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Hagarmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany.
7: This week on Christ is the Answer Father John wants us to hear the call to build a friendship with God As we get closer to Advent It will soon be that time once again to reflect and prepare our hearts Have we taken the time yet to respond to the desire God has For us to have a friendship and relationship with Him Join us this week as Father John helps us to surrender to God's love And to say to the Lord, all I have is yours Tune in for Christ is the Answer Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio
0: Good morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Call now. There are lines open waiting to hear from you. If you're trying to make a big decision, you want a second opinion, or you're struggling with a relationship in your life, or a problem that's just taking you over, or you just have a question about how to p- apply this certain church teaching to your own life, give me a call. We're here for the next hour and a half at 877-573-7825, pep talk Our next caller is from Utah, um, Anonymous. Um, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Mass Appeal. You are on the air now. That's your question today.
7: Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, regarding your very last caller, the Mm -hmm. one that she talked about uh, uh, forgiveness and uh, forgetting and, you know, how how to get past all this. You you had a lot of really excellent points, but then she said something at the very end that I was in the same situation, like she's saying, like years ago in, in a Catholic group, and we talked about forgiveness. And a lot of the points that you brought up uh, were brought up. uh, But like what she said, I know that Christ forgave, but Christ is God and I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I heard that from the same uh, people in my Catholic group.
8: (laughs) So it's like,
7: you you know, I wanted you to expand on that because it's like, you know, they, they even told me in that group, He even said, well, you haven't really for, forgiven because you haven't forgotten. You're still talking
0: about it. Ooh. And I thought,
7: that doesn't seem right
0: to me. No, you know? no. Yeah, we so still have right, a memory yeah yeah okay, so go ahead. Go yeah, we still have a memory. we have a, um, an intellectual memory and an emotional memory, so sometimes when we're hurt deeply by someone, it's not only that we remember the incident but the the pain that goes with it, the emotion stays with us. it might you might feel it in your heart or your throat or your gut or something, you know, depending on how you experience that pain, and so it's really kind of double you know like the pain that we experience when we are. Um, hurt in that way or um, some injustice is done toward us so there is a human element to that and, and which includes as i suggested to her taking that the emotional pain of it to our lord for healing and he's not going to give us all you know dementia and take away our memories we're going to remember it but when we remember it we're going to try to remember it with mercy rather than with um with our Self-pity. And so when we forgive even if it's just the the intellectual words, the saying of those words, Lord, I forgive her, um, then we begin that step. So forgiveness might go in steps saying it and feeling it might come later. Um, But what you said, so interesting, I'm not Christ. You are right. None of us are Christ. None of us are sinless. None of us are the Blessed Mother. Although we strive to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect, and we strive to grow with each situation we are dealt in life. And so the situations that come at us or after us, our prayer should first be, Lord, first heal me. Lord, help me see how I can grow because of this. And he, as he promises, will give us strength. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are persecuted. He, in the, the Beatitudes, he, he talks about the, the gifts that he will give us and the, the comfort that he will give us when things go wrong or when injustices are committed toward us. So when you say, I'm not Christ, That is not an excuse for not forgiving. Because when we read all of St. Paul's letters to the pagans that he converted, he would say that we are new persons in Christ. We are transformed in Christ. We have the grace from the sacrament of baptism. It was confirmed in the sacrament of confirmation. Um, We receive him in in the Holy Eucharist, we receive his mercy in the Sacrament of Reconciliation where we receive you know, both healing and forgiveness. And so God set this up for his son to come down to earth to die for our sins, to take the punishments of those, to transform us so that he can make all things new through us so accepting his salvation knowing that sometimes we have to to die to ourselves to rise it, instead of saying i'm not like christ which is true we aren't like christ we say christ forgive through me christ live through me christ heal me christ work through me and so instead of Uh, using that as a reason why we cannot forgive, we become then a vehicle of Christ's love, which is what we're meant to be. Just think of yourself as uh, the pipe through which... God's love can blow and the Holy Spirit's graces and, and fruits and gifts will flow through you. The mercy of Christ will flow through you and all we want to do is not get in the way and clog up the pipe so God's love can come through us and in making that decision first, even if we didn't feel like it, God transforms us, not always before we forgive, but As we are forgiving and after we forgive, when we let his forgiveness flow through us. And in this way we become a vehicle of his love rather than we aren't perfect to to be his love but we little by little with every confession, with every communion, with every adoration, with every prayer, with every time we forgive someone we become more like him and believe it or not forgiveness gets a little bit easier each time because when we surrender to our Lord Jesus Christ who died for all of our sins and he transforms us little by little, we should look forward to forgiving people now there are certain temperaments that are very good at forgiving they can forgive and forget and then there are other the other two temperaments you will remember that forever but what we want to do is ask our lord to heal that wound so that we don't hold it against that person we give him the right to seek justice for that person and they will be accountable to him and it's not for us to expect to be accountable or to take on revenge or for us to allow that to to harm or hurt us so you're right we're not like christ but we are his representatives we are christians here on earth through which his love and forgiveness and mercy can flow to others and it might help sometimes to meditate on the gospel of the the parable of the prodigal son because a lot of people with certain temperaments are more the older brother than the father the father runs out and forgives and the older brother's like hey i was good all this time you didn't make a party for me you didn't set a party for me how can you forgive him so Easily. I didn't squander my inheritance. And so Pope John Paul II wrote a beautiful encyclical that helps us unpack that gospel of the prodigal son, uh, Misericordi Dei, the mercy of God. It might be good to reflect on that because I know that helped me as well. I don't have one of those temperaments that's really forgiving, and I also have a good memory. So I've had to uh, ponder that gospel over and over, as well as that encyclical of Pope John Paul II, to help us become more holy and more forgiving and more merciful so we'll become more like Christ but it doesn't always happen first the, the, the feelings and the healing come as you practice that forgiveness so I hope that helps you God bless you the number to get on today's show this is Mass Appeal at 877-573-7825 we'll be back with your calls in just a moment
6: is a medical moment.
9: Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. The American Medical Association says informed consent to medical treatment is a fundamental right established in both medical ethics and U.S. law. Patients have the right to receive information and ask questions about recommended treatments so they can make well-considered decisions about care. When speaking with a patient regarding different procedures and care options, a physician must... Give accurate information about the diagnosis, treatment, benefits, and risk, and allow the patient to ask questions. Ensure the patient understands the consequences of the treatment alternatives and decide if the patient is capable of making decisions with a sound mind. Document the informed consent conversation and the patient's or their health agent's treatment decision. It is vital to have a health agent who is aware of all your wishes, values and medical information so that your wishes are respected in the event you are not able to make these decisions at some point.
6: This medical moment brought to you by mylifeangels.com
7: It's time for family man with Dr. Gregory Popcheck.. Make family life the most important activity on your calendar. Parents often worry about losing their kids' hearts to peers, to the culture, or to the media. But simply restricting your kids' access to friends, culture, or media isn't the answer. Spending more time with them is kids give their hearts to the people and things they spend the most time with if we're not making daily family time the most important activity on our schedule we're effectively giving our kids permission to give their hearts to someone other than us putting family time first and scheduling other activities around it is one of the most important practices catholic families can have to discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To
10: discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com.
0: the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly-Mast. I'm a life coach, author, a speaker. You can learn more about my work at my website, respect Respect the number 4, the letter u.com. I have a master's degree in health education and honorary doctorate in humane letters, teaching certificates in health, science, physical education, and theology. I've taught school at every grade level, including... Including adult education, and I've traveled the world spreading the good news of the Catholic teachings on love and marriage and family life. So check out my work at respectforyou.com. But for now, give us a call. Free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective for the next hour and twenty minutes by dialing this toll free number eight seven seven five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five Pep Talk. Give us a call now. There are lines open, waiting to hear from you. Just tell Melissa your first name, what station you're listening to or where you're calling from, and what your question or topic might be. Eight seven seven five seventy three 78258775 pep talk. We're talking about uh, a little bit about gratitude and forgiveness so far because God loves us so much. I mean, he loves us more than we deserve. He really really does. And it's hard for us with our feeble human brains to think like the father of the prodigal son in that gospel parable. You know, would you run out and forgive your son? Mm. Would you forgive him as willingly? But that's how much God wants to forgive us. He's sitting in, the priest is sitting in persona Christi, in the confessional, this morning or this afternoon, whenever your parish has confessions, waiting for you. He's Just as the prodigal son's dad, like Jesus is there with his arms outreached, waiting, waiting, oh, I love you so much, please come, let me embrace you. And so we shouldn't be afraid to go to confession. Um, But to forgive someone else and to seek forgiveness for our own sins requires humility, which is something that isn't that popular in a culture like ours that that promotes such independence. But There are some tips on how we can grow in humility and he who humbles himself as we spoke about a few weeks ago in the gospel will be exalted and he who exalts himself will be humbled. And really to forgive well we need to grow in this virtue of her humility. And so I have some tips for you on growing in humility Um, and these are things that you can practice in your everyday life that will just help you a little bit die to yourself and become a little more humble. So, for example, the next or let someone less competent than you tell you what to do. If that happens in your house, you'd think that, oh, no, I'm not going to let them tell me what to do. I'm smarter than them. Nope. Let someone less competent than you tell you what to do is a step to grow in humility. And the next time someone treats you unfairly in a small way, we're not talking about Claire's problem earlier, but if they cut in line in front of you, um, they play their music too loud, or they eat something with your name on it in the refrigerator, just smile and thank god for him i remember one time i was um my husband was interrupting me and i thanked god for the opportunity to grow in humility rather than correcting him regularly about not interrupting me another tip for growing in humility is spend an entire day without correcting anyone can you do that Can you spend an entire day without correcting anyone? Husbands and wives would appreciate that so much. And that would be a step of humility. Maybe that would help you prepare for the coming of Christ. Maybe it would help you forgive more. Spend an entire day without correcting anyone. Another tip for growing in humility is to keep your opinion to yourself you have an opinion can talk to god about it but write it down in your journal but instead of telling everybody your opinion keep it to yourself here's another of the the steps to grow in humility this is a hard one and i'm going to stop here i've got 15 of them but we'll just do five right now maybe we'll add some more later We've got a caller on the line here. Okay, the fifth step to grow in humility so that we can be more forgiving and humble, more like Christ. Take the blame for something you didn't do like Jesus did. There will be an opportunity. And it sounds painful, but you could even ask the Holy Spirit for an opportunity to grow in humility today and he will provide that for you. So it's either keeping your opinion to yourself, taking blame for something you didn't really do, spend an entire day without correcting anyone. Next time someone treats you unfairly, cuts in line in front of you, just smile and or interrupts you, smile and thank God for him, or let someone less competent than you tell you what to do. When we grow in humility, somehow we put ourselves in our place before God and realize he is everything. We are nothing, as the saints would say. And then we look at tomorrow's gospel and try to do what we can do to spread the kingdom of Christ with the talents that he gives us, but giving all glory to him. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877 573 7825 pep talk Renee from Illinois. Welcome to the show, Renee. Uh, you're on the air now. Do you have a question or a comment from one of the earlier callers?
11: Praise be Jesus. Good morning. Um, thank you for taking my call. I'd like to... Add to what Claire had said regarding forgiveness. And okay. I know that it is written that only by the Spirit of God, let me think, I can do all things, things to, to Christ who strengthens me.
12: Yeah.
11: And I, as God, I learned this from a holy priest some years back. I learned from God. I suffered sexual abuse throughout my life from people. uh And I, as God, I cannot do it myself, number one. Number two, I I have to totally lean into Jesus Christ, my Lord and Redeemer, because I cannot do it on my own power. I lean into Jesus. He has all the power. He works through me. He's able to enable me to forgive all those people. And you know what? Before I know it, when I pray this way, God, please give me the grace to forgive others who have hurt me. I'm able to forgive. I I have peace. There's no longer anger. Mm-hmm. And my life is better, both mm-hmm. spiritually on God and on earth.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, to to pray, God, give me the grace to forgive. Thank you so much for sharing with us your peace and forgiveness, uh, even though a great injustice was done to you, to pray that our Lord can heal that. So thanks so much for the call, Renee. We appreciate it. Thank Such you. my heart. You, All oh, right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. And what a sweet voice Renee has, too. It reminded me of a call probably 20 years ago that I received on this show, probably when I was doing the Mondays and Fridays with Dr. Ray Garendi, uh, that someone had called in. We were talking about forgiveness, and they um, said something that was really surprising to me that they had been sexually abused by her father and she not only forgave but even reconciled with him and she said she'll never forget the moment that she told him she forgave him and gave him a hug and she said there was such an outpouring of god's mercy and grace at that moment and that's that's really only the grace of God that can help someone do that. So so pray that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, including forgive. You give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, pep talk And I'm thinking of talking about gluttony here as we go into Thanksgiving as well. But give us a call with whatever you want to talk about, too. The number is 877-573-7825. Give us a call now. We're on here for the next hour and ten minutes on Mass Appeal on Catholic Radio. We'll be back in just a moment.
10: On the next Epiphany.
6: I am the Lord our God. You shall have no other gods before me. This is Vanessa Denha Garbo. And that is from the Ten Commandments. Do you abide the Ten Commandments? Consider displaying them in your home so your whole family reads them daily. Why are these important? Ed Van Buskirk returns to Epiphany to talk about the power and love in these Ten Commandments.
10: Epiphany, weekdays at noon on Ave Maria Radio.
13: What is a virtue? The Catholic Catechism gives this definition. A virtue is an habitual and firm disposition to do the good, enabling a person not just to perform good acts, but to give the best of himself or herself. The goal of the virtuous life is to become like God. Human virtues are firm attitudes, says the Catechism, stable dispositions, Habitual perfections of intellect and will that govern our actions. A virtuous person has mastery over him or herself and takes joy in leading a morally good life. Acquired through human effort, the moral virtues are the seed and fruit of morally good acts disposing us to communion with divine love. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
7: You're listening to
2: Ave Maria Radio. Ave Maria Radio. Ever thought you'd make
10: a bundle by trading in or selling your used vehicle only to find out it's worth a dinner for two? Well, it's much more valuable to donate your vehicle to Ave Maria Radio. Thousands of Americans donate their vehicle each year. The donation to Ave Maria is easy, tax-deductible, and supports our efforts to evangelize. A year from now, will you remember that dinner or your gracious and selfless donation? Go to AveMariaRadio.net to find out more. That's AveMariaRadio.net we
0: Welcome to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, author, speaker, mother, wife, life coach, author, and uh, you can learn more about my work at my website respect for u.com respect the number 4 the letter u.com all right i mentioned earlier that i found another study on neuroscience how it reveals that gratitude literally rewires your brain to be happier and i love it when neuroscience Confirms what God taught us in the first place. He said to those ten lepers, Come, you know, only one came back to say thank you. And gratitude is listed as a virtue. So when you say thank you, you got to think, do you really mean it or are you just being polite, you know, and you're just giving it a little attention? Oh, thanks. But neuroscientists have found if you really mean it and feel it when you say thank you, you will be happier and healthier. So that regular practice of expressing gratitude, you know, it's not just some, you know, Oprah fad (laughs) that that she talked about. It's a a facet of our human condition that reaps true benefits to everybody who means it. So think about that when you thank people. Do this from the bottom of your heart, whether you're thanking God or thanking (laughs) someone for holding the door open for you or thanking somebody for bringing a dish to Thanksgiving. We have to remember that Thanksgiving is not just about food and I think I'll talk about that at the top of the hour think what Thanksgiving is for and why we shouldn't be gluttonous about it but we've turned it into a, a food gathering which is good and we do celebrate as Catholics but we want to make sure that it is a gratitude holiday that we fulfill this Thanksgiving so this, this study I found psychologist Dr. Robert Emmons of the University of California at Davis and Dr. Michael McCullough at the University of Miami published a study that looked at the physical outcomes of practicing gratitude and a third of the subjects in the study were asked to keep a daily journal of things that happened during the week for which they were grateful and another third was asked to write down daily irritations or events that displease them. And I know some of you would rather write down those daily irritations. Um, and the last group was asked to write down daily situations and events with no emphasis on either positive or negative emotional attachment. So within this 10 week study, Each group was asked to record how they felt physically and generally about life. So the gratitude group reported feeling more optimistic and positive about their lives than the other groups. And also, the gratitude group was more physically active and reported fewer visits to the doctor than those who wrote only about their negative experiences. So, one, you get Better physical health. Other research into the physical effects of gratitude reported that, that there are tangible results. Focusing on the positive, feeling grateful can improve your sleep quality, reduce feelings of anxiety and depression. Levels of gratitude correlate to better moods, less fatigue, less inflammation, reducing the risk of heart failure even for those who are susceptible. And they have little uh, footnotes for all these. So then they said gratitude not just is positive for your physical health, but it affects your brain. Um, It impacts your well-being. In your brain, a neurological experiment conducted by the researchers at the University of California at Los Angeles, brain activity was measured using magnetic resonance imaging, MRIs, as subjects were induced to feel gratitude by receiving gifts. And these areas of the brain... We're showing increased activity. They were the anterior congulate cortex and the medial prefrontal cortex those that are associated with moral and social cognition reward empathy value judgment so this led to the conclusion that the emotion of gratitude supports a positive and supportive attitude toward others and a feeling of relief from stressors so that's why I'm saying don't just say the word thank you don't just say oh it's Thanksgiving drum up that positive feeling of gratitude when you're thanking God in your prayer from the bottom of your heart think about what you're thanking him for and thank him from the bottom of your heart gratitude also activates the hypothalamus with downstream effects on your metabolism stress various behaviors this study was fascinating I loved it the hypothalamus is in the base of the brain for those of you that know know, and it regulates hormones that are responsible for critical functions like body temperature emotional response survival functions like appetite and sleep so one of the neurochemicals associated with the parts of the brain affected by gratitude is dopamine, the pleasure hormone. So I could just read this Uh, story forever, but we don't have that much time. But it was just fascinating to learn that neuromodulation takes place by true gratitude, both the words of gratitude, the attitude of gratitude, the feeling of gratitude that we want to drum up toward God and others. And this changes the chemical level in our brains, promotes feeling of self-worth and compassion for others. So be more grateful. Maybe you should keep a journal like the people in the test study of all the things you're grateful for maybe in the morning or maybe at night i always write in my prayer journal what i'm thankful to god and tell people in your life what you appreciate about them prepare that for when you're going to think of them and be with them at thanksgiving so think about gratitude the power of gratitude that can rewire your brain we'll be back with more of Master Peel in just a moment
10: This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. Several states may have measures on the ballot next year fighting over abortion. Deep blue states of Maryland and New York will seek unlimited abortion, but pro-life advocates in Iowa and Pennsylvania will likely ask voters to affirm that there is no right to abortion in their state's constitutions and abortion advocates in florida and nebraska are at various stages seeking ballot measures on unlimited abortion nearly a hundred pro-life leaders have signed a letter supporting senator tommy tuberville's u.s. senate actions tuberville is using established senate rules to point out open violation of law on abortion funding by the u.s. military this is life news radio isn't life an awesome gift Married couples have the power, the calling, to co-create an eternal life with God that will last forever. God has also designed us so that we can plan, can order our families effectively, naturally, and without the artificial means of chemicals or barriers. Register for classes in NFP, Natural Family Planning, near you. Online at ccli.org or call 800 745 8252 The pro-life campaign says Ireland has spent 46 million euros providing abortions and nothing on alternatives. They are promoting legislators for election, promising to hold the Irish government to account. And trafficking of persons for abortion in Texas is gaining the interest of local governments. They are passing civil enforcement laws to ban abortion industry groups from trafficking women out of state. Doing so, they could be later sued under these civil action laws. To pass review by courts, the laws are drafted to carefully mimic established federal law banning other sex trafficking. For pro-life headlines delivered to your email address daily, sign up at lifenews.com. This has been Life News
2: Radio. On the next Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio.
6: We'll keep you closely connected to the faith with the latest from Rome, the front lines of the pro-life movement, and we'll also take a look at other crucial issues facing you and your family and our one holy Catholic and apostolic church.
2: Weekday mornings at 8 on Ave Maria Radio's 990 AM and 105.5 and 107.9 FM. 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, an Ave Maria radio station and on the net at avemariaradio.net.
0: Our second hour of Massed Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is toll free. The number is eight. 8- that makes it toll-free. 7825 877 877-5-PEP-TALK. If you want to do it by the letters, but the K does fall off. That was just a clever way of remembering the number. 877-573-7825. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. I'm a certified life coach an author of Love and life, of sex, respect, of the new Love Ed video discussion series for parents with younger children. I have a master's degree in health education, teaching certificates in health science, physical education, and theology. And I have proclaimed the teachings of the church, the beautiful teachings of the Catholic Church, even to secular audiences all over the world. I've debated the ACLU, I've debated Planned Parenthood and and CICAS. I've traveled to to Rome and the Philippines and Mexico City and even Cardinals. Zen- had me come to Hong Kong to train all his catechists uh, several years ago. I had a private lunch with him. And here I am, free for you with friendly advice from a Catholic perspective for the next hour. So go ahead and give us a call. What's disturbing your peace? Is there a relationship you have to mend? And you just don't know how to mend. as a person you need to forgive? We've spoken about forgiveness. Is there something you're not grateful for? Are you feeling sorry for yourself too much? Are you making a decision about school or moving or trying to to live your faith in a difficult situation? Are you too proud in your marriage instead of humble? I spoke last hour about some steps we can take in humility. Are you ungrateful for what you have? How can you grow? How can you help the people around you grow? How can you share the faith? Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877 573 7825 pep talk I will tell you some more of those. Um, steps to, to practice in humility which helps us be more forgiving but I do want to start this hour with the Thanksgiving proclamation since Thanksgiving is coming up and we're talking about gratitude this was issued by President George Washington at the request of Congress on October 3rd 1789 for the first Thanksgiving that was to take place and you will hear that this at this time was one nation under god indivisible liberty and justice for all so it says by the president of the united states of america a proclamation whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of almighty god to obey his will to be grateful for his benefits and humbly to implore his protection and favor that's pretty good And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Isn't that beautiful? The President of the United States in 1789 tells us to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God and obey His will and be grateful for His benefits and thank Him for this opportunity to peaceably establish the government that we have this next paragraph says now therefore i do recommend and assign thursday the 26th day of november to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was that is or that will be that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favor, able interpositions of his providence in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors which he has been pleased to confer upon us. Okay, this is 1789, George Washington, the President of the United States. Would the President today say this? Well, some Presidents have and continue this. But in some ways, we have to bring back real gratitude this Thanksgiving. Okay, one more paragraph of George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation that started this whole holiday in the first place. And also, he said... That we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness to us, and to bless them with good governments, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity that he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the City of New York on the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. Now, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to read at your Thanksgiving gathering. Just look it up. I'm sure you can find it on the Internet. Thanksgiving proclamation issued by George Washington, October 3rd, 1789. Or just put George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation. Look it up. I don't remember where I got it from, so don't email me about that one. What if we would read this, or even a paragraph at a time, or at the end of dinner, or while people were eating, and so we can eat without talking, what if... the the leader of your family would read the Thanksgiving proclamation during Thanksgiving dinner wherever you're having it or if you're having Thanksgiving brunch Um, just think of how wonderful it would be just to bring to the attention of all of our relatives what our first president said and why he instituted this holiday of Thanksgiving anyway and it's because of the providence of almighty God that we are to obey his will be grateful for his benefits and humbly implore his protection and favor and both houses of Congress by their joint committee asked him to do that can you imagine both houses of Congress agreeing on something these days so this would be a good point of history a good point of gratitude a good point of knowing what our country is about and why we celebrate Thanksgiving so I suggest that you do that Read the Thanksgiving proclamation by President George Washington in 1789 that created this holiday in the first place. And find it somewhere on the Internet. Read it to your family and give us a call with your question or personal problem. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. This is our second hour. We'll take calls with whatever topics you want to talk about. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today. I still might cover a little more in-between calls of humility, and maybe we'll touch on gluttony if somebody wants to talk about that. So we look at the proclamation of Thanksgiving, and it isn't meant to, um, to... overeat and make ourselves sick or over drink and make ourselves sick but it's truly meant to be grateful and celebrate all the bounty that god has given us you give us a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith the number is 877-573-7825 877-5-PEP-TALK we'll be back with your calls in just a moment
5: while Mary's not mentioned as often as Moses, not mentioned as often as Peter or Paul. Her role in Scripture is even more significant. She's absolutely unique. There are many prophets. There are many apostles. But there's only one God-bearer. There are a lot of people who proclaim the Word of God. There's only one woman who bore the Word of God, white, literally, within her. She's utterly unique in that she literally Transmits the Word of God to the world. So when the Word of God wanted to take on human flesh, whose human flesh did He choose? It was Mary's. She donated out of her own life substance the flesh of Jesus. The body prepared for Christ is taken from the Blessed Mother. Nobody else in salvation history occupies such a role. Cresta in the afternoon. Weekdays
10: from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and the Ave Maria Radio app.
7: It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popchuk. Want to get more out of family time? Well, here's a simple tip look for the differences that make a difference. Keep track of the times your family gets along better throughout the day and ask yourself, what made this work? Write down your answers in a family care notebook. Did you all work better together? Write down why. Did everyone get along on game night? Write down what worked. Was family prayer time especially good? Keep track of all the differences that make a difference in your family life. Then try to intentionally build those differences into your plans moving forward. Putting family time first and getting more out of your time together is one of the most important practices Catholic families can have. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com.
0: Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mass, your host today and every week on Mass Appeal. Taking your calls at 877 573. Seventy-eight twenty-five eight seven seven five pep talk. Next caller is Lynn from Nebraska, listening on Spirit Catholic Radio. I'm going to be out there in April to help you celebrate your 25th anniversary in Nebraska. So welcome to the show, Lynn. You're on the air now.
11: Oh, hi, doctor. I was just wondering. Um, I think of malice quite a bit in reference to um, Jesus saying, Forgiven, they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. um, Malice is something a person has to plan. And I really think, well, maybe not all malice is planning, but some of it is, like when Hamas is doing to those poor people in Israel, Mm -hmm. that's a plan. So they do know what they're doing. And um, Mm the second part of my comment is... um, Forgiveness for me is easy. It's the paranoia I can't quite cope with because human nature is the same, and and I I uh, I'm afraid of people because of what they do, and then I'm afraid um, it's going to happen again. So mm. the forgiveness is easy, but the paranoia hard to cope with.
0: Mm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you're right, Lynn. You're right. There are people that purposely do evil and as we can see in our culture today there are a lot of people that purposely do evil some of them don't think it's evil for example like abortion or adultery they're following their emotions Um, but you're right there are people who kill and and harm others um, there are people who steal, uh, whether it's, you know, like, you know, it's not like the bank robbers of the olden days and cowboys and Indians, but they steal on paper and uh, and steal <laughs> steal from people who don't have enough money to for someone else to take it away. And so, yeah, you're right, there is malice. There are people who think meanly, um, but in the words of our Lord, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. I wonder if Jesus just meant that people don't even know how bad it is that you know what they are doing or that they are following the evil one rather than god and so jesus did die for all it's just the the reality that everybody does not accept his salvation they reject him they do follow the evil one so you're right there is evil and and it is many times done out of malice not accident sometimes people just have a you know a fault or an outburst um, but and some people have mental illnesses and outburst uh, with with harm to others Uh, but you're right there is malice there is malice okay and then about the the paranoia afraid of what people okay if uh, some people need uh, professional help for paranoia um, but for a regular person that is just uh, fearful and facing their fears that it doesn't have a particular mental illness or anything, what we can meditate on and fill ourselves with is that confidence in God, that trust in God. Uh, For example, the Father Delindo's Novena, which is short. You pray it nine days, and each day has a short paragraph, but you say ten times, Jesus, I trust in you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I trust in you. Take care of everything. And when we truly turn over all of our heart and mind and soul and love God with all of ourselves as he commands us to, that we can have the confidence in him that no matter what happens to us, he will take care of us. People were afraid a lot during COVID, especially, um, that they were afraid they were going to die or get sick. And and people are afraid of of war and malice. I mean, even going to the mall these days, you can be shot just going shopping. But we can't walk around with fear. The fear is... The the continuous fear is from the evil one because he is trying to to take over and and influence people to do evil. But our confidence in God is such that he will take care of us no matter what, even at our deathbed, even now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Blessed Mother will guide us. And so I believe that the Catholic prayers that we hold, praying the rosary daily, that Mary will take care of us now and at the hour of our death. And in our Father, you know, we pray that, that God will give us everything that we need that we don't let fear take over when you read the bible we know that i think it's over 365 times i've read that um that the bible says fear not or be not afraid and that was one of pope john paul ii's main uh, sayings that he would begin many talks with be not afraid and so when we truly pour over all of our trust in our Lord, put all of our trust in him, that no matter what happens, he will take care of us, whether he's going to heal us physically or bring us to himself, that we trust in our Lord. And that, does, that mindset of each day praying to trust in him does help us get over some of the forms of paranoia, that we don't have to be afraid, because whatever happens, God is with us, we are his children, and he's taking care of us. So I hope that kind of meditation can help you a bit with the the fear that you have um, that, that people will harm you again. But if there's a person that is regularly harming you, you know, doing evil to you, it doesn't mean we have to engage with them. There's something called boundaries that we have to set and don't engage with people who are deliberately evil to us. We don't have to go out looking for evil. There's enough already out there. So, um, so be safe and sometimes you Use that prudence, that good judgment, and stay away from certain people that regularly harm you as well because we don't need to put ourselves in that position as Jesus did on the cross. There are plenty of other crosses and sufferings that come to us. So I hope that helps you. Thanks so much for the call. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, um, let's see, time for another caller. Let's see who is next on the line here. Betty from Kentucky listening on Sacred Heart Radio. Welcome to the show, Betty. You're on the air now. Hi. Hi. Um, I
12: was talking to uh, the lady that that answers the phone call. Mm Melissa. And telling her that um, my three adult children um, grew up Catholic, um, went to church, and yada yada. now they're on their own um and uh went away from the church and it's it's just heartbreaking sometimes, I mean, um we pray, pray, pray for them um and I like every six months, I'll send a little something, kind of like I'm thinking its a seed, maybe it'll yeah, yeah. oh good, good, that's a good mm-hmm. thing to do and um. Uh, it was it was praying the Hail Mary, and my son um, responded, "Hail Satan." Yeah. Okay. Like knives being stabbed. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's I'm, probably what well, Satan like, wanted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's it's I, I'm I'm afraid he's going to get what he's asking for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, he texted you that. Yes. Okay. Yes. And did you answer yet or were you no. just so no, shocked didn't you didn't no, know just, what to like, say? No, 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 no. I'm you, not going there. You don't uh, argue with Satan. <laughs> wow. Um, but you could follow up with that in a text or an email. And, um, and you could say, I was shocked that you wrote Hail Satan. And I hope you were joking and haven't really turned over yourself to the evil one. I will still pray the Hail Mary. Just something to identify the fact that that was evil and, and think the best. Think the best that he was joking. <laughs>
12: Whether or not you no, know that. that. Wasn't it. that I know that it, that was not a joke.
0: Okay. You can still say that. I, I hope you were joking or I wish you were yeah. joking. Yeah. And, uh And that this is pure evil to join Satan's camp. Right. And if that's true... I will continue to pray for you. I feel bad about that. And just express something simple back. And then start praying, like maybe a, a consecration to the Holy Family, a consecration to the Blessed Mother, um, mm-hmm. that you can pray for 30 days with your husband about this. To This is a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. This is, and when we see our young adults leave the faith and and say something like this, that they've entered the evil one's camp, the devil is dancing. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get all your, the whole next generation, you know, that that uh, if it's true, what Pope was Pope Leo the Thirteenth said that the the devil was given free reign for a hundred years. I think it's been more than a hundred by now. But to acknowledge that that's evil, tell him it it, it is you know it it's really disturbing, and uh, you will continue to pray for him, and not soliciting an answer back, but just that you make a comment that you acknowledge that that's not funny. Um, it is um, evil to do that. But you could say, thinking the best, I hope that you're joking, because that would give him just that little window to exit you know like okay maybe maybe i've stepped too far maybe 75 percent over selling a soul to the devil but if you gave him that benefit of the doubt i hope you're joking and i i wish that this was not true you know that that would just give him that that little out and then you know tell him you're going to pray the hail mary anyway and then or you could send the whole hail mary that would be fun you know type the whole thing in the text And then pray that consecration um, to Our Lady. Pray the consecration to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Whatever consecration prayers you love that are the whole 30 days of the month, I would say pray that for Him with you and your husband. And then you don't have to be upset about it yourself. Don't let this make you sick, Betty. You're concerned, but you don't want this to make you sick, and neither does God. Jesus died for this already. He wants to take this from you. So when consecrating your son and all your children um, to our Lord, to his sacred heart, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, let them carry that burden for you because it will just make you sick. And then you can fill your heart with the love of God, with continued prayers. And it doesn't mean that you're not concerned. It's just you don't let it um, mess with your emotions. You don't let it take over your day. That you can still go about doing good, which is what Jesus did, for the people that are... Uh, willing to receive God's good so continue whatever good work you were doing at church or good work you were doing with your grandchildren or with your neighbors Um, continue to go about doing good rather than letting something like this upset you and hold you back and consecrate them to our Lord okay Betty well, thank you so much, Ms. Colleen. Well, you're welcome. And I know that many other people will benefit from that question because oh, my goodness. there's yes. so I many think people.
12: a lot of people with yes. children that, that is in the same boat that I'm in. There are. And there it, doesn't make it, it doesn't make it easier, and it doesn't right. seem like the children are happy.
11: They're not happy. Exactly.
0: Exactly. They're confused. They're still searching for love in all the wrong places. Right. Right. So you brought up an important topic because so many parents are going through this right now. The devil's having a heyday. The secular culture is luring them away. They just stop praying for a little bit, and they they put their blinders on, and they they can't see God. So it's our prayers and consecrations that are going to help them. So keep praying for the whole world. All right. (laughs) Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep, a lot of Young adults, it's a, it's a common question of young adult children children who have left the faith. Actually, it's more common than somebody who's all their four kids or five kids or three kids are practicing the faith. Isn't it common? It's wonderful. When I find a family like that, I ask them, what did you do? I know some families like that whose children go to Mass, practice the faith, maybe had one fall and came back, but were not um, following the evil ones. So let's pray, pray, pray for our young adults, for our children, that they will hear God and follow Him. We'll be back. 877-5-PEP-TALK
13: Remember the song, You Gotta Have Hope? All You Really Need Is Hope? Well, it's not all you need, but it is one of the three theological virtues. The Catholic Catechism tells us that hope helps us desire heaven and eternal life as our happiness. We trust in Jesus' promise while relying not just on our own strengths, but with the assistance extended by grace from the Holy Spirit. Hope keeps discouragement at bay and sustains us in times of abandonment. It preserves us from selfishness by leading us to the happiness that flows from charity. Christian hope unfolds from Jesus' preaching of the Beatitudes, which raises our hope to heaven as the new promised land. The Catechism says hope is expressed and nourished in prayer, especially the Our Father, the summary of everything that hope leads us to desire. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism.
1: ...teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. In the Bread of Life discourse, documented in John chapter 6, Jesus states that he is the bread of life, and that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink. The Jews were scandalized in verse 52. How can this man give us his flesh to eat Jesus does not back down, but reiterates this teaching four more times over the next four verses. Many left in verse 66 because this teaching was truly difficult. But at no point does Jesus water down his teaching and call them back. No, he allows them to leave and even questions his twelve apostles if they too wish to leave. Jesus intended to be understood literally, and the Jews, apostles, and the Catholic Church absolutely take him at his word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org.
0: to Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Give us a call. You can still get on today's show. If you called earlier and you waited, there's after Julie, there's a line open waiting to hear from you, so we have time for two more people after Julie today. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. So Julie from Illinois, welcome to the show, Julie. How can I help you today?
3: Hi, yeah. Um, so my daughter um, is getting ready to graduate from College and nursing school, and in just a couple of weeks, and in August she moved into um, a, a apartment or a house that was infested with bed bugs. And um,
0: oh no, <laughs> I can feel it. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah. my mom had that one time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh,
3: so it has been a real challenge and nightmare for her and for. My husband and I, in helping her to navigate through all of this, and um, I kind of find myself all over the place where I want to just step in and rescue her. I want to give her, you know, she's 22 and trying mm-hmm. to make her way and make her own decisions. Mm-hmm. And um, so my husband and I are trying to just help her, um and knowing what her rights are, you know, like with the, yeah. with the landlord and she has mm-hmm. a roommate and, you know, trying to, it's just been really challenging.
11: Have they so had bed bugs since August? Like since she moved in the whole well, time? Mm-hmm. Well, oh. she had, the landlord did respond quickly
3: and had, you know, an extermination treatment um, they came back, they sprayed again, and then six weeks later, um, in the middle of October, they came back again. So, Sarah, my daughter, will not go back there. She's been, oh. it's just too difficult. She's in nursing, and so she was sent home from her clinical, which Whoa. is, uh, which was very traumatizing, because they're like, you yeah. can't leave her if you have bed bugs. So, she's like, I can't go back yeah. there. She and, and we're not gonna, and we're supporting her in that. Mm-hmm. So but she has her you know, she has five more months of paying her lease and mm-hmm. a roommate who's thinks she's uh, re- overreacting and um she has a very gracious friend who's allowing her to stay with her, but my daughter's paying her and the other oh, two girls no, that live pain there pain and, pain. and for a parking spot and so it's like she's just being um I don't and I don't know how exactly how to help her. Like I haven't called the landlord yet to say what how can we handle this? I don't think the roommate is going to support her. Um the
0: roommate likes living with bed bugs?
3: Well, it's only, it's only, <laughs> 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 it's only in her room. The bed bugs oh, are, have oh. so far, only been contained to her room. Oh. So, they, now, it might be a matter of time, you know, now that she has left, when they came back in October, um, it might be just a matter of time before, before they find her. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we don't know that, and that's not, you know, something, and that's part of My problem is my head goes like all over the place, you know, with what is just, what do I, where do I fit in?
12: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
11: How do
3: I help her deal with this so she doesn't feel like a big victim in all of this and like yeah. carry this into her
0: yeah.
3: future? And in the meantime, she's graduating, trying to find a job, yeah, and trying to
0: study, and <laughs> trying to
3: study. Yes,
0: very her Clinicals get kicked out of the hospital. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's a good question, especially when uh, our young adult child is 22 and they're learning how to live on their own, but the problem just seems to be. Too big for them to handle with the circumstances that they're under because they're not working full time. They don't have experience in legal matters or landlords and um, and uncooperative roommates and and they're they're learning as they go. But what's happening is to your daughter is that she it, it's hindering the rest of her life. The, you know the reason she moved there in the first place. So in general, you know the the general rule is not to intervene in our young adult children's lives and help them. Uh, or aid them as they can, like give them advice. And so you can take that stance and just say, here's here are some ideas of what you can do. This is what I looked up. And actually, she can probably find legal, well, or you might have to find it for her if she's studying, legal advice on the Internet, what to do if the landlord will not, treat the bed bugs what you want to do is to have the landlord certify that there are no bed bugs in there after the last spraying in October and so the to she can write them a letter or you can write them a letter um, to say that that you know our daughter was kicked out of her you know clinicals because of the bed bugs, and we need a certification from you by X date. Actually, by you know just by the end of the week earlier, really, by the end of the month. If you want to give them more time, um, that that it has been inspected. We'd like to see the inspection paper, and we'd like you to relieve her of her rent until that is done. And that's perfectly reasonable to, to ask for. Now, you'd want to suggest that to her that she does it, but my suspicion is is that she's overwhelmed by this whole problem and that the, the roommate is not cooperative is another problem of its own and that the landlord thinks they've done it is another um, problem of its own. So I think, Julie, that you're going to have to move in and do this with her And for her in a way, like help her, right? But you're going to ask for that first. Just say, this seems to be overwhelming. It seems to be unfair. Do you want us to help you with this? And this Mm -hmm. is how we could help. And just say, I would like to meet with your landlord, get a certification that the bed bugs are not there and have them relieve you of your rent for the last X number of months, we refund the rent that you've had to pay because of the bed bugs, because you were not able to go to school for that. So I think if you stepped in and mm-hmm. asked her and say, well, do you want me to do this, this is what we're willing to do, and then see if she says, oh, yes, please, or she says, no, I can handle it myself. So ask her.
3: Do you think it's fair? Because I don't. We support her in not even going back and mm-hmm. living there, mm-hmm. because just because of what we've learned, the, the technique they're using doesn't really kill the. Um, the it age. doesn't get to the nest, and it doesn't get uh, to the uh, egg, and so okay. it's just a matter of time before they come back. And there's oh. other reasons too. Okay. So, so we support her in not going even going back at all. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what we're what i 'm prepared to do is talk to the landlord and just explain everything to him and say, "Would you either take her off the lease and her responsibility because of this mm-hmm. um, or even lessen it so that her roommate isn 't burdened? Take her off the lease and and take some of it, so her roommate isn 't burdened now her roommate 's also graduating from nursing and will be um starting her job in january so she'll have an income Mm -hmm. so she could afford to pay
0: some of some more of the lease Mm -hmm. um so i wouldn't go that far to ask him how to handle the roommate that that's beyond your um per your area i would say to ask your daughter if that's okay go to the landlord i would even ask for the refund and to let out of the lease and and Leave it up to him what he wants to do with the person that is there. Maybe there's another person that wants to move in, but he will have trouble finding that. But I'd say go speak for your daughter if she wants you to and, and make sure that the landlord provides what should be provided due to the problem. Come for an evening of great music, dancing, and food to support young adults' pilgrimage to Israel. Inheritance pilgrimages will lead some local teens to the Holy Land next year in the spirit of Steve Ray's Footprints of God. Local Irish band, the Donnelly Reels, will play a benefit concert for the cause at Christ the King Church in Ann Arbor, Saturday, November
12: 18th at 7 p.m admission is your donation food and drinks available bring the whole
0: family to this fun event learn more or donate at inheritancepilgrimages.org. i truly believe that i've learned just as much from my daughter as i have taught
6: her in many ways she has without knowing shared words of wisdom young wise tales if you may since she began to speak i began to write her commentary down I have pages and pictures and a document of things she has said that have made me laugh, cry, and pause in deep thought. Her childlike innocence allows such honesty, sometimes brutally so, but there was never unkind intent in her heart. As we get older, the world taints our vision, and the purity of a child no longer lives in our hearts. So what proceeds out of our mouths may be untruths and outright lies. Let's find the child in us and communicate with that same innocence and purity, coming from a place of love, much like a child. This has been a Christ center communication message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany.
2: Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio.
5: I'm Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, this week you will listen to a milestone moment here on Light of the East with gratitude to Almighty God and to all of you, we will broadcast program number 1000.
2: Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor.
0: Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is the same every week. And it's toll-free. It is 877. I know some of you have it on speed dial. 573-7825. 8775 Pep Talk. And I was thinking after I finished speaking with Julie about the, our balance as Christians of being firm but kind. Like you don't have to get mad at an at injustice or at a landlord, but, the, but, the, but you have to see that justice is done. And so you can be kind but firm at the same time. So whenever we're dealing with a, a little legal matter like that, um, instead of yelling or threatening just be very firm, you know, do your homework and be kind about it and anticipate that they're going to respond well. Well, if you have a question or personal problem, give us a call. The number is 877 573 7825 pep talk We were talking about um, how to grow in humility earlier last hour and about... Humility helping us be more forgiving and merciful. And this goes with that second, or the, the spiritual works of mercy that bear wrongs patiently. And so that helps us grow in humility. So I listed the first five before, and I'm going to go to the next five right now. These are little steps you can take to, to practice humility, which helps you be more grateful to God for all that he's giving you and to be more humble. So, number 6 was fix something you didn't break or clean something you didn't dirty. Especially one time I was at a one of those buffet restaurants with my boys when they were little and I had Uh, They were going to come up and get some ice cream. So I wiped off the whole counter when people had dripped their ice cream and the melted milk all over. And the manager came up to me and said, do you you want a job? I'm like, no, no, I have way too many jobs already. But but he was just so impressed that I would clean up the counter (laughs) not being asked. And it wasn't my kids that made it dirty. So fix something you didn't break or clean something you didn't dirty is a a step of humility. Um, The next one, make no excuses the next time you're corrected or reprimanded. Just accept the correction. How is that for spouses, right? Uh, okay, number eight, deliberately walk or drive behind someone slow on purpose. Well, that will help you grow in humility and patience, wouldn't it? Instead of thinking, i got to pass this guy, he's going so slow, or there's some old lady driving, and deliberately walk behind someone slow or drive behind someone slow to be more humble and be more patient okay number nine steps to grow in humility thank god for something you're not good at oh my goodness thank god for something you're not good at Hmm. thank you god that i'm not good at this but just make me as Good as you want me to be in those particular areas. Instead of thinking of it as a fault of yours. Oh, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at forgiveness. <laughs> thank him for that and tell him that any growth in that area will certainly be due to his grace and his mercy. Not due to your own powers. Okay, number ten. Steps toward humility. He who humbles himself shall be exalted. Just say thank you the next time someone tells you you something you already know so if they say oh she's, they're telling you something in the news or some new statistics or instead of saying oh i already knew that or i read about this you could just say thank you and that lifts them up as if you acknowledge they're smarter than you and you don't have to tell them you already knew that very interesting ways and in steps toward humility i know another one though <laughs> this is if you're married to somebody who likes to tell jokes at parties or gatherings or when you're out with other people and he tells the same jokes over and over again and try not to roll your eyes try not to acknowledge i've heard that joke a hundred times before just listen to it and laugh as if it was the first time so how's that for steps in humility Give us a call if you'd like with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. And I promised I would talk a little bit about gluttony. All right. Gluttony is one of the seven capital sins. And St. Alphonsus Liguori says... It is almost certain that excess in eating is the cause of almost all the diseases of the body, but its effects on the soul are even more disastrous, he said. The malice of gluttony, or the overindulgence in pleasure, is that it tends to weaken the will and suffocate the soul. Gluttonous minds simply cannot focus on God. The glutton is almost addicted to the avoidance of suffering and instinctively runs away from hard work and sacrifice, making it difficult to embrace our Lord's teaching, which is, whoever wishes to come after me, deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Okay, so as we approach Thanksgiving, do we want to commit gluttony or how can we eat moderately well gluttony is one of the seven capital sins and according to thomas aquinas it is the inordinate desire for the pleasures of food and drink okay it doesn't mean we're not going to enjoy thanksgiving dinner we're not going to enjoy food and drink but it is the inordinate extraordinary Desire for the pleasures of food and drink, which is pretty prevalent in this country with all the, the foodies and the eating out. We eat a lot more than we need. So Dante defines gluttony as an excessive desire for pleasure. And more contemporary writers note that this sin also includes excessive, indulgent in entertainment, (gasps) gluttonous about watching the football game or playing the video game or about shopping, you know, so certainly overeating is a form of gluttony because you eat more than you need. You know, just, but here's another thing to remember: just because a person is overweight doesn't mean he's a glutton. You know, a person might eat very little and still gain weight because of a low metabolic rate, or lack of exercise, or simply because they eat the wrong kind of foods and their body doesn't process them right, and they just turn it into inflammation. But generally speaking, a person who is corpulent um, has to wage a battle against gluttonous desires because they crave more food than they need. And if the cells might not be receiving the nutrition, their bodies might not be digesting the nutrition properly, so they continue to crave. Another problem that gets into that category of gluttony is craving sugar. People that manufacture foods these days, and especially the processed foods, always put sugar in it because they know it is addicting to us, and we want more and more, and then we get tired, or we, our blood sugar levels are off, or we get insulin resistance, we need to eat regularly in order to, to feed our cravings. So, here's what we might call the classic portrait of gluttons. They desire food, but they rarely enjoy it because food has become a chore for them. They're always thinking about food, tend to organize their thoughts and daily tasks around food. So, think about that. Is your life not just this week because it is around food this week but is your life just focused on food what your next meal is what kind of food you're going to eat well if a person commits that sin of gluttony you know they're deprived of grace so how do we act how do we do a good penance for gluttony and how do we avoid gluttony coming up in thanksgiving well we could do something a penance like eat Brussels sprouts once a day for a week or give up snacks between meals or for Thanksgiving, in order not to be gluttonous, if there's a dessert bar with three desserts, just select one moderate serving of one of them. Maybe have your first helping but not seconds, and not think that you're offending the the, the cook, but say, oh, I'll have mine and I have my second helping later in a couple hours. So, so, gluttony is something to watch out for here at Thanksgiving. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal, and we'll be back in just a moment. Ciao,
6: Amici. Teresa Tamio here. If you're looking for something inspiring to give to someone this Christmas season or maybe just a little stocking stuffer for yourself, make sure to check out the Ave Maria Radio online store. Plenty of books are sale to teach, inspire, and renew your connection with God. Speaking of sales, my book, Everything's Coming Up Rosie, is 25% off this month while supplies last. So go ahead over to AveMariaRadio.net and click on the bookstore. Happy shopping.
2: Food for the journey, Sister and Shield. You
8: know, we would avoid a lot of difficult arguments and just spouting off at the mouth as we sometimes say, just ask the Lord, give me the words to say. Maybe I'm rightfully angry, but if I just shout and yell and scream, what good is that going to be? Brothers and sisters, God can give us much more control over our anger, over our fear, over our language. And so whenever you're in a tight spot, just stop for a moment and say, Lord, what would you have me do here? God is good. I don't mean he's going to say words that will come down from heaven. But if you pause just for a moment, you'll get hold of yourself. And you may well get a thought. That you didn't have before and sometimes it's just quiet but it's enough to bring down the steam and then you think what is really right to say here you might be justifiably angry how do we respect the other person while we're correcting them please brothers and sisters let us open our hearts to god in those moments
2: sister ann shields gives you food for the journey Weekday mornings at 645 and again at 1130 on 990 Ave Maria Radio.
0: segment here of Mass Appeal the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective not going to give out the number because it's our last segment and we will be here next week but next week is the time we talked about we're going to talk about presents about gifts about gift giving so any of you that have a particular gift that you received that was so creative or so meaningful and you want to share with every A great gift idea that meant something to you, call in and tell us about it. If if you give particular gifts that are meaningful and generous and kind, and you know, think of give us some gift ideas of that. And if you have a a certain product that you create that you uh, make yourself that you want to share, like somebody who makes rosaries or candles or something like that that can help us grow spiritually, call in and tell us about that. And I hope Susan will call. In and tell us about her Mistletoe Mouse books and uh, various things like that. So we will do that next week because it's the, the Thanksgiving weekend show, uh, and it will be fun to to talk about gift giving since everybody's out buying stuff. And maybe we'll talk about the tenth commandment as well. Like this week we talked about gluttony. Um, so so how about some tips here before we go about the what we can do for Thanksgiving if we are with family or if if we are, whether or not we're with family, even if we are not invited to Thanksgiving and you're feeling sorry for yourself, get outside, find a neighbor, and have a conversation with them. And... Share the love of God with someone this week, whether it is going to be your family members. Maybe if you're alone and you can't get to church, call someone and ask them for a ride to church for Thanksgiving. Because remember George Washington said we should be thanking Almighty God. So what are some loving things you can do this week preparing for Thanksgiving or for Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? Whether or not you have family in town, go find people to love and be a good example to others. a family party, you don't want to get drunk or eat too much or say mean things or you know lose your mind um, and tell somebody off. So, be a good example is a good idea for this holiday weekend. And cheerfully respond to other people's requests is another resolution you could make to be kind and loving and another Christ to others this weekend. Always be honest if you're telling a story to a, your cousin, always be honest and don't exaggerate what you want to say don't criticize other people while you're doing it just be kind be kind to people that hadn't been to thanksgiving in a long time or be kind to people that didn't invite you to thanksgiving what else can we do this weekend for the the holiday weekend Uh, make sure you help clean up whether you are at a, a family gathering or at your own place uh clean up or just Go out and clean up some of the leaves falling off the trees. Cleaning up is a good thing to do. Or if you are invited to someone else's Thanksgiving, you're free of doing the turkey and everything, maybe offer to bring an extra dish. Or if you're not invited to a Thanksgiving, offer to make a pumpkin pie for your neighbor. And share it with them. Go over there if a neighbor is alone for Thanksgiving as well. Think of the, the people who are sitting alone who are, or who are alone. Stop by and, and smile at them and cheer them up. There's so many things we can do to show goodness and kindness as we are celebrating our gratitude to God. And we will grow, as we learned earlier in the show, our brains will grow, our capacity for love will grow as we're grateful and we're truly grateful from our hearts and as we are kind to others. so. Help with expenses maybe and forgive somebody who offended you last year and don't hold it against them this year at Thanksgiving and console somebody who needs needs to be down and just care for maybe younger family members or somebody that's sitting alone and, and share with them. So lots of virtues we can work on this week. Kindness, humility, and gratitude stand out. So. Ask God to give you the graces that you need to be who He wants you to be. First of all, to be grateful for life, for health, for a country that is still free, for the opportunity to hear and have a radio and hear Catholic radio and be grateful to that, as well as for all the people that you can love or the people who love you or the people that you need to build a bridge toward so you can experience love with one another. So be grateful this week. Be humble this week, be helpful this week, be kind this week so we truly can be Christ to others. So thanks for being here. We'll be back next week for our holiday, beginning of our holiday show and talk about different gifts. So thank you for listening to Mass Appeal. And let me remind you as we go to always be good, to do good, and to spread the good news.
2: Appeal is produced by Ave Maria Radio and broadcast through the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website, Ave Maria Radio.net. If you have a comment or question for Colleen, write to Colleen at Ave Maria Radio.net or Massed Appeal at avimariaradio.net. And listen for Mass Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective.
7: Weekdays at 10 a.m., there's more to life. All stressed up for the holidays. Worried about holiday get togethers, not sure how to handle the irritating behaviors and petty arguments that accompany family gatherings?
2: Let us help. We date at 10 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. On the next epiphany.
6: I am the Lord our God. You shall have no other gods before me. This is Vanessa Denha Garbo, and that is from the Ten Commandments. Do you abide the Ten Commandments? Consider displaying them in your home so your whole family reads them daily. Why are these important? Ed Van Bouskirk